What is going on, Questioning Marks? We are coming at you with Pick of the Week 5. Yes, it is the Questioning Marks Wrestling Pick of the Week 5. Jared is coming at us today with a very fitting pick. I just stuffed my face with dinner, and now I get a little bit of Pick of the Week dessert, so that's what I fucking like. What's going on, Adam? (laughs) What's going on, Jared? What's going on, Matt? Yes, 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 we are... (laughs) (laughs) what all right so if you could get a little bit of hint i guess in some of our little clues that we were throwing out there jared is going to give us a little bit of a taste of uh what a what a good wrestling pick of the week is is uh good for all of us you know like something that we could watch this week that's going to lift our spirits after watching some abysmal wrestling this uh past week Um, you know, it wasn't all, it wasn't all terrible. Impact was, uh, actually all right last night, but we'll get right into the, uh, <laughs> we'll get right into the, uh, documentary. So, uh, basically this documentary, it's, uh, it's called meeting stone cold. And I actually learned some things about him that I didn't know. And I'm going to get right into it now. Um, he started as stunning Steve Austin, which I already knew, I didn't know that he was actually in WCW in an alliance called the Dangerous Alliance, which was, you know, the front man was Rick Rude and the mouth of the alliance was actually Paul Heyman. So he learned very early on that from Rick Rude and he rode up and down the roads with Rick Rude in WCW. So I guess you could see a little bit of Rick Rude in the Stone Cold character, even though, you know, his whole career, he acted like that's, you could see the stone cold character watching this documentary, um, sort of transform and, you know, kind of take place and build up to what he is, you know, now and was during his, his big run. So, uh, then after that, that, uh, you know, that faction dissolved the, him and Brian flying Brian, the Hollywood blondes. Oh yeah. They were WC. Yeah, they were WCW tag champs. They were big, actually pretty big stars. And he was always cutting great promos there. And, you know, he was a great trash talker then. And even with the Austin character, um, he – so on this doc, uh, you know, I'm not going to really give it away, but um, Ric Flair said uh, his coming out party was when he he fought Ricky uh, the Dragon Steamboat at Clash of Champions in 94 – and it was basically like Flair said he it was a home run match and he was upset he had to go out after because the match was such a you know such a great match and such a hit. So uh, shortly thereafter, he made his uh, WWE debut about a year and a half later, and he uh, debuted as the ringmaster and his, Ted DiBiase was his manager. Um, he was the million dollar champion. And he was actually known as like a very technical wrestler, which he always, which he was, and he was very good in the ring. Um, so how the Stone Cold character sort of came about was Ted DiBiase left uh, WWE for WCW uh, later on in '96, toward the end of '96, and finally Austin went to Vince and said, "You know, I'm not feeling the ringmaster," and uh they came up with the stone cold gimmick and he started, you know, recording all these, you know, gimmick lines and, you know, 
different phrases and that's how we get certain phrases like that's the bottom line because stone cold said so and what and all that kind of stuff so um it was funny to see how uh the character sort of came about uh so i i would i'll say that he really put his name on the map uh when he won the king of the ring and yeah that famous early- promo right yeah, well, so I don't know if you know how that promo came about. So earlier in the night, he got his uh, lip split open, and he had to go to the hospital to get stitches. Mm. So he comes back, and he was fighting Jake the Snake in the finals, and Jake the Snake was cutting some promo and used some biblical verse from John 3.16 or whatever, mm-hmm. and they told Austin that's what he said, and that's how that led to the famous you know, post-match interview, you know, Austin 3.16, and... Literally the next night on Raw, people with signs and T-shirts, and it, it just like literally took off from there. And he wound up going on to win his first, uh, you know, world title at WrestleMania 14, beating Shawn Michaels with Mike Tyson as the guest referee, which was a great match. Shawn was one of, is one of the best, uh, you know, in-ring performers of all time, and one of the you know Absolutely. best performers at WrestleMania for sure. So. Uh, you know, throughout this whole documentary, basically, um, The Rock, Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon, everybody, Taker, they said it was an honor to work with him. He was in, he was a hard worker and very easy to work with in the ring. And just one thing I wanted to touch on, and I know like Adam could really appreciate this because he, uh, I know he looks for things like this when he watches a uh, documentary and stuff like that. Um, so when Austin got hurt, he, you know, with his neck injury from an Owen Hart pile driver, um, he had he said that he had to, you know, not only transform the Stone Cold character, but also learn how to work in the ring differently. So he studied a lot of Jerry Lawler and, you know, a lot of punches and kicks to sell the match that way to, you know, prolong his career and prolong his the prime of his career. So uh, I thought it was very interesting, and I thought it was awesome of Stone Cold because we know a, a, what a great guy he really is. That when Daniel Bryan had a similar neck injury, he told Daniel Bryan, "You know, you have to change your style of wrestling." And he was there for Daniel Bryan, you know, every step of the way of the return. So thought that was awesome, and you know, just watching these documentaries, going back to my last pick, Yokozuna, um, I love to hear that these guys are just great guys outside of the ring and outside of wrestling because a lot of the time you hear that these guys aren't good guys and they are scumbags so uh (laughs) just good it it was uh you know it's nice to hear those good things you know once in a while in this crazy world yeah i definitely agree man uh it sounds like an awesome awesome documentary uh just just the small snippets of you talking about you know rick flair talking about him i know that uh personally stone cold thinks of rick flair as like the best wrestler that's ever walked the face of the earth so um i'm sure uh it's it's pretty surreal when 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 you have someone like rick flair commenting about about your work and then you know that's your idol so right and another thing i just wanted to add in uh first off it's only about 26 27 minutes long so it's a quick you know easy one not like a two-hour ordeal or whatever and another thing is I guess because we were so young and kids and we didn't understand like what it was like for these guys to stay in like tip top shape. Let me tell you something. Stone Cold was in phenomenal shape. And I never realized, like, as I said prior in the uh, quick description that 
I never realized how technical he was in the ring and how great he was in the like you know in ring. Yeah, man. Uh, I like growing up. Like I never, I, I never really. Uh, like, you know, experienced, like, I mean, like, I knew who he was in WCW, and I didn't really get to experience the, the uh, Hollywood Blondes aspect of his career. Um, I did get involved with the Ringmaster stuff, but I wasn't really a, a study, like, I wasn't a studier of wrestling, you know, like I am now. I was just more like, oh, the gimmicks are great. Like, you know, for example, like, I thought Ultimate Warrior was, like, the best thing ever until, like, I really became a studier of wrestling and realized that he was actually one of the worst in-ring wrestlers like I've ever seen. So uh, I, I never really got to appreciate how good of an in-ring wrestler Stone Cold was just because his, his promos and gimmick was, was just so over the top that, uh, you know, he had his few moves. He had the, you know, you know, jumping on the guy and, and, and pummeling him with punches. He had, uh, you know, a, a back body drop. Uh, he had a few, you know, uh, you know, stomping in the corner used to stomp your life out. You know, it was it was like a set of five or six moves that that uh, Stone Cold really was able to work with in a match, and and that's all he really needed. You know, he had that middle rope, uh, you know, knee knee elbow drop that you know that he would do. Right. And uh, I feel a like- lot of that a lot of that was because of the post injury. So if you watch yeah. his documentary, mm. you'll see in WCW and when he won the King of the Ring and before the injury. You'll see how uh, technical and how how great he was in the ring, like literally, like amazing. You'll be so surprised, like I was. Yeah, that's uh, you know that's really cool because uh, I, I I never really thought about the injuries having to change his style of wrestling just because he kind of always well, like wrestled I, like that. But uh, you right. know, it's a uh, very well. He studied a lot of he studied a lot of Jerry Lawler just to uh, you know learn how to do a lot of kicks and punches and and, and get over that way. Like you said, a lot of that was that. So. Yeah. Um, you know, kudos to him and kudos. If you notice, Daniel Bryan wrestles a similar way where he doesn't put his neck, you know, in harm's way too much. So, um, kudos to Stone Cold for, you know, just doing that and altering the way he wrestles and helping Daniel Bryan as well. Yeah. It's, it's, it it really seems like even on his, uh, podcast and, 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 and the, uh, you know, the, uh, show that he does on, on WWE network that he really is out there to help guide and, and help a lot of the talent that's out there right now. Uh, and even though he seems like a hard ass, uh, it seems that, you know, what he is deep down inside, he's, he's, he's really seems like a helpful guy. And, uh, you know, he's, he's going to be a big part of our lives. He's, he's, he's pretty much like the Hulk Hogan between him and the rock. You know, it's like, it's like one a and one B of like who the most legendary, you know, wrestler is for us in terms of growing up. Absolutely. And, um, I, yeah, you know, you, you actually hit it perfectly. He really like changed him and the rock really changed wrestling. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the way they cut promos were one of a kind and the actual, um, you know, he, had, you know, the, the way he feuded with the rock was so special and the feuds he had with Vince McMahon were so special. Like we'll never get anything like that again. I mean, it was ever. just ever. And I like when he fought Taker going into highway to hell with, you know, it was just there were yeah. billboards of them, and they were on buses and stuff like that. It was it was larger than life. You know? Yeah, and you don't see that shit anymore. You don't like you know like no wrestling has that type of feeling anymore. But not at not at all. And this, like you said, it was legitimately larger than life. And think about like this: this was in the late '90s, early 2000s, where there was no social media, and yeah, 
just like it's just crazy to think about like what it would have been today. Oh my god, it would have been like absolutely insane. People would have had like tattoos of, of these guys all over them. Yeah, I mean, think about it. they legitimately changed wrestling the two of them because of their mic work. Yeah, that's uh, you know that's it. It's just it's just letting those reins go in terms of being able to start giving the finger and and uh doing all this type of stuff you know he was the, he, he he was to me like the first heel that was so over that it didn't matter if he was a heel or a face he was automatically a face no matter what even, even if he did the most heelish stuff and then it came down to you know him him feuding with with, with Vince McMahon was was some of the most legendary storylines ever you know yeah, and you know something, I was, uh, you'll see this on the documentary, um, I was at Raw 25 at Barclays, and listen, you do it once, you do it a hundred times, but when he stunned Vince and Shane there, you know, after all these years, it, it was still funny, it was still great, you know, it was still, still got a great pop from the crowd, and everyone loved it, so to me, shit like that never gets old, and the nostalgia's great, um, I just... Like you said, it was larger than life, and any yeah. any chance I get to rewatch it or live it again, you know, in person or whatever, I'm all for it. Yeah, man, uh, I was lucky enough to be at WrestleMania 15 in Philadelphia, where it was The Rock for Stone Cold, and it was uh, that's that's awesome. You know, that was a, like a moment that me, my cousins, and 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 everyone was just like, you know, this is this is absolutely wild that we're at this event, and so. You know. So in the documentary Rock, he uh, after he after the match, he leaned over when Austin was like you know out cold and not well, fake out cold and, yeah. uh, <laughs> and uh, he he basically said thank you for the match you know I really needed that and yeah. you know, he kept saying thank you a thousand times so oh man what a match know, that was too yeah and just the uh, the respect everyone has for him was 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 awesome to see. Yeah, man. D- did they discuss exactly how he got his name? Because I I heard a story, and if they didn't discuss it, then I will uh, say it. But if yeah, they his, discuss- so he said it. He said his wife. Yeah, yeah. Said stop being you know stone cold, and he goes, "That's it. That's the name." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's, it's a good, definitely a cool story. Yeah, but you know it's funny. So uh, there was at one point where he was wrestling Savio Vega, and <laughs> he uh, Vince is like. The ringmaster is stone cold, so like he was, he alluded to it also, sort of before, uh, you know, they yeah, actually wow. went with that. Oh, that's definitely interesting, man. It's uh, also qu- wow. quick, quick side note when he was he was doing work with Savio Vega early on in his career as the ringmaster. Um, they at an in your house, they had a strap match and. Hmm. The arena lights went out because of the weather, so they did that match in the dark, the strap match, and then had to refilm it two days later. And they had all these like bruises and like welts on their back from, you know, doing two strap matches in like three days. Jesus Christ! Yeah, so it was kind of crazy. Those guys put in the work, man. That's why they. Yeah, they definitely did. They <laughs> definitely did. Well, that was definitely yeah. an awesome uh, review, Jared. I, th- I think Adam uh, had to leave or else i'm sure he would have some uh, more insight as to and, and, and some witty questions but uh we are definitely uh pumped to to uh, watch this documentary i think you told me it was also half an hour so it fits right in my wheelhouse of, yes, of the business absolutely. of uh the grind that we all live in but uh you know very fitting for this week yesterday was a 316 day so it was uh austin 316 
has his own day. It will be a day that we will always watch highlights and commemorate on the glory days of, of our childhood and, and our wrestling time growing up. So uh, for Absolutely. that, thank you, Stone Cold Steve Austin, for giving us all the amazing fucking memories uh, growing up, you know? Awesome mm-hmm. memories. Awesome memories. And we, I guess that leads us to, uh, you know, we'll see you on Sunday. You know, we have a... You know, another recap of a wrestling week and also a fast lane preview. So yeah. I actually am very excited for Sunday and we're very, getting closer to WrestleMania also. So a lot of exciting things on the way, questioning marks. Yeah, but hopefully fast lane sets us up for a really, really, really good uh, take home shows and, and uh, an awesome two nighter of WrestleMania. So awesome. Yeah, I have a lot to talk about at fast lane, you know, All so right. uh, can't wait for Sunday. Awesome. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Adam could join us for the entire time. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was uh, nice that he was able to talk about the pasta dish I made for dinner, and then and, and then and then leave. So it was a, a compliment was uh, well well noted. So thank you, Adam. Yes, thank you, Adam. Uh, hopefully, we <laughs> could show show up eventually. <laughs> we have uh, our our Twitter handle, guys. Remember, it is the question in eleven. The Q U E S T I O N I N. 11 we are posting you know questions we are retweeting news that we find uh interesting we post our shows up there sometimes we let you guys know when new shows drop so definitely follow us on there we have our gmail set up the questioning marks uh at gmail.com so you can hit us up on there interact with us we would like to uh you know start getting some questions from 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 listeners even possibly having uh some people on in the future uh, if your questions are not dumb as shit. So, um, <laughs> so uh, we will definitely see you guys soon. Question marks. We have a lot of marking out to do in like an hour and a half. We have AEW on tonight. So uh, going to hopefully do that. Uh, hopefully and Adam can make it. Yeah, we'll see about that. So uh, <laughs> once again, <laughs> we are the question marks for Adam. Peace out. Later, motherfuckers. <laughs>